You're going to have to keep moving up further and further. Now you're up on the third floor. That's the last floor, my man. Next I, thing you know, you're going to stick a chair up on the roof, hang out with the squirrels, record some podcasts. Let's do this. <laughs> that, that is right, man. If I, I know one more kid and I'm out of an office completely. Well, completely. <laughs> Me start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, behind the scenes, unfiltered, no holds barred. Look <laughs> at the realities of location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav, and there's one construction project that I'm good at, and that is demoing stuff. I love demoing, dude. Oh my gosh demoing stuff. I'm Jason. We're the co-founders of the community Location Indie. You can learn more about Location Indie at locationindie.com about the tree, the freedom, the freedom, the freedom to travel and the lifestyle. And if you sign up, you'll hop on our newsletter. And also we're giving out a side hustle guide. So if you're trying to build a location independent lifestyle on the side, you can get our guide there because we got three super tips to help you out and get you started on the right path. And I don't want to go down the construction uh the construction road path. Uh, I did yeah, say you, road, road path, path again because uh, road path. Gosh, it's it's. What am I doing? My mouth. You don't want to go down the nonsense. construction. I'm sure road again, but the construction road. I'm sure if you're, <laughs> I'm sure if you're listening to this right now. First of all, bad grammar in the beginning, right? Start the timer, me. I mean, uh, that probably doesn't make any sense. Travis usually says that to me, and he has me start the timer. That's a joke. Uh, so if you didn't get it, I'm sorry, and welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say, I mean, I have a <laughs> hole in my first floor ceiling, and there's a leak from a pipe, and I have no idea how to fix plumbing, but I do know how to take a hammer and smash out the ceiling, and Heather's like oh. really perturbed at me. She's like, it looks so bad. I'm like, dude, that was fun. That was fun. So if you need someone to oh, demo yeah. stuff, it... Yeah. Listen, I like getting away from my computer at times and doing stuff with my hands. Unfortunately, I'm not handy. So if I'm trying to like make or build something, it doesn't work out. But if you just want me to swing a hammer, break stuff up, I'm there. I just want you to swing a hammer and break stuff up because that is fun. That fun. is fun. It and is fun. Um, I, I, I want to talk about something else that maybe is fun, maybe is not. And that's... Getting ready for baby. <laughs> Travis yes. has baby number two coming on the way as of the time of this recording. About two months, right, Trav? About two months, give or take, I guess, whenever that baby decides to come. Yeah, we got about two months, and uh, you would know whether it's fun or not because you have two kids. I only have one. Getting so ready for baby. I think... Uh, the getting ready for baby part, not that much fun. Well, I mean, of course, there's the emotional parts and the excitement and everything like that. But I'm really talking about the, uh, I guess, the location independent business perspective and maybe travel too. I mean, you're going to have to stop. You guys are going on a trip pretty soon, but this is the last one. You can't travel after a certain time when you're pregnant. And then, of course, the early uh, months you can, but it's... Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on with a new baby. You know? I don't know what the earliest is you can get a, a kid, 
like an infant on a plane. I don't know if there's rules. I'm, I'm sure there's some sort of regulations or, or around it, but either way, safe to say there's probably a good three or four month chunk in there where we won't be traveling because basically from July all the way through until October, which I mean, for some people is like, okay, that's not that long of a time. And, and in the big scheme of things, it isn't. Um, yes, we're getting ready for baby number two. And you know, what's interesting is that it's hard to guess how much it's going to impact your life. Probably not as hard as it is to guess how hard it is to go from zero to one, because then you have no perspective. But I thought that I would have a little clearer of a view, like, all right, well, we've had a kid. Our kid is now you know, going to be too soon. So I know what it's like to, to have an infant through to, the, through to a two-year-old. And so I can, you would think that you would have a decent handle on how it's going to upend your life and be able to prepare a bit for it. But as you're shaking your head, no, <laughs> I know that I'm not going to because there's just something to be said for now having another little person in your life <laughs> that basically is the boss. Well, it's an amazing thing, man. I'm smiling ear to ear because although, yeah, it adds more craziness in many ways and stuff, but look... You're filling the house with more love. It's an incredible thing. And I mean, this is going to go into quasi-interview mode here, Trav, because the thing I wanted to kind of focus on, there's all the excitement about uh, being a, a parent all over again and having a new baby and everything like that. But I really want to f- ask you about the, like, sort of the, I noticed that you've been picking up your work pace re- recently. It seems like there's been a lot of, sort of frantically trying to get stuff done. And I'm I'm only saying that because I felt totally the same way when I was a little bit out from having a kid. And like, listen, if you're not having kids right now or you're not having them soon, this could be anything for you, right? This could be like maybe you're ramping up to like leaving your job and you know the countdown's on and you need to make something happen and you feel that time crunch. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on how that is going for you, how you're managing it mentally and physically what you're doing to get ready for baby in terms of like how you've been conducting your work days and everything. So I think two months out feels okay because we've gotten a lot accomplished. I I think that getting closer, like we're going away then for two weeks. And then when we come back from that trip, we'll be about a month out. I think that the the level of stress and kind of like, oh my gosh, I have to get so much done and like the franticness as you used that word, I think that will certainly show itself a little more as we get closer and closer to the date. Because I feel this way a lot, Jay, actually, when I get ready to go on a trip. I I don't think I used to feel that way, although maybe I'm just romanticizing how I used to feel. But as I get older, I do feel that as we get closer to a trip, that a few days before and then two days before, I, I start to think of all the things I have to do, like things that I've put off for months, like, oh my gosh, I have to send this email, I have to pay this bill, I have to change this credit card, I have to mail this package, like just anything and everything has to happen before I go on a trip all of a sudden, which is silly because it doesn't, most of it's unimportant, most of it doesn't have to happen or can even be done if I'm away, you know, especially if it's stuff online. And so I think times that by a thousand and I'll start to feel that way when the baby's coming. Now, you are right 
that we have picked up the pace a bit with the amount of work we're doing. But interestingly enough, and I think this is a bit to show some of the maturity, not just on my part, but on like Heather, you know, my wife's part and kind of the team that we're working with and the structure that we've built out both at Extra Pack of Peanuts and Location Indie and everything. We're working more, but we're also working way more effectively. And so the things that we're doing before the baby comes are trying to put structures in place that are going to allow it to be better in the long run and also be a lot easier when the baby is here. So does that make sense? We're not like, oh my gosh, I have to do this, 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 and this. But once it's because the baby's here and I'm going to take like two weeks off, but then I have to jump back into that when the baby's here. It's like, hey, we're getting better systems in place. All right, here's now our procedure for getting a podcast up and who's the backup if this person isn't there and all that kind of stuff. Okay, you know, we have we have a writer writing for us an extra pack of peanuts now. So he's getting started. So after a month or two of being a little more hands on, I should be able to be way more hands off with him with the same amount of stuff getting done. New site is getting built at Extra Pack of Peanuts. So once it's built, that should, you know, run on its own. So it's it's interesting that it's less day-to-day stuff trying to get ahead and more, okay, well, if we put this in place, then it should be able to be handed off to someone. Ultimately, that's what we should always be doing with a lot of our work, right? Looking at how we can make stuff more effective for the long term. I think just knowing the baby's coming and knowing what it's like, this is the maturity, from zero months to like eight months and knowing how hard it is has forced me to say, let me think big picture because if I can put these in place, that first eight months is going to be a lot easier because there's people who are handling more responsibility. Yeah. You've hit on uh, the exact thing that I wanted to cover. And I think when you're looking at the positive aspects, uh, well, again, we're discounting... (laughs) The fact that having your second child and everything is obviously a good positive thing. So we're not talking about that. We're talking about the preparation on the work side. And these types of things, when they force you to really systemize things more in in terms of what you do on a day-to-day basis. Another example of this for me in my personal life was taking a digital sabbatical when I went to... Cambodia and Vietnam. It wasn't like a full sabbatical, but I also didn't want to be doing a lot. And what my business at the time was the event business that I had that you know about. And I didn't have really any systems in place for that. And there were inquiries coming in and it was very hands-on in terms of how it needed to be handled. And it's a, it was a very unique business. So excuse me, a lot of the conversations that would have to happen were very much... Um, related to that industry. And it felt like, okay, I pretty much have to be the one to have these conversations because who else is going to be able to step in and talk about this? I don't have anybody on my team that can do this right now. I didn't really have that much of a team. So that being said, excuse me, I had to start thinking more creatively around what I could do to solve this problem because I didn't want to be traveling around those parts of Southeast Asia and not enjoying myself. I wanted to enjoy my travel experience and I wasn't going to be running back to answer inquiries on this website. I just wasn't. So 
in like the couple months leading up to the trip, it really forced me to come up with some systems and ideas to put into place. And when you have that kind of time constraint on yourself where you have to come up with some solutions to get yourself out of the business and, you know, the old adage working on the business, not in the business, things like having a baby or wanting to take a digital sabbatical or setting up those types of things for yourself. Go get somebody pregnant. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Or go get pregnant. No, I'm kidding. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Like having deadlines, whatever the case is for you, whether it's leaving your job or whatever, having these hard deadlines and saying, all right, how can I do this smarter? And like you said, you're becoming more efficient. It's like, it's out of necessity, Trav. You have to, right? You don't have time to dilly dally. If you were doing this, like, pre-kids, would you be this efficient right now? No, not at all. I think what you realize is that you don't have time to put out fires with your business constantly because you're putting out fires at home and you can't do both. And so before when I had no kids and I had, you know, what now I see is all the time in the world, right? It didn't matter if you were super efficient. Like, yeah, you. some people are naturally efficient systems people and they'll be super organized whether they ever have kids or not. I am not that way. So if you're someone like me and and Jay, you're not that way as much either. You're you're a little more fly by the seat of your pants. All right, we can get this done. But I think what you realize is when you have this life change, whatever it is, with, with me it's having a second kid, as you mentioned some of the things that other people might be going through digital sabbaticals or leaving a job or you know, what have you, then you start to see that you ha- if you don't put these systems in place, stuff is going to crash and burn. And you, you just have to do it. It, it. It's a non-negotiable thing that you have to do, even if you're not someone who naturally does that. And so that's what I've been seeing. And I, I've had a lot of help. Uh, my wife is more systems oriented and at least forces me to do stuff. So she's like, well, listen, we have to do this. This is all like, I'll do it later. She's like, no, we're doing it now. So, yeah, I think that is the biggest change between baby number one and baby number two is now I know what it takes. And and I'm not saying I'll have no time because, of, so, of course, we'll have time. But you're, you're, I'm much better at prioritizing what actually has to get done yeah. to push things forward versus right. prioritizing, hey, this needs to get done because it's an easy win or it's a simple win. And, you know, I want that that instant gratification. That stuff doesn't matter as much anymore because i know that that is very very fleeting and if i don't work on the bigger things to push things forward it's just it's a sinking ship so what's been working and what are some of the things that you could share advice wise for people to take away from this show two biggest things one is batching and we talk about it on a lot on this podcast but i have become very good at batching recording podcast because a, it's it's hard to get people to schedule in, right? Like you, you usually, it's I don't want to fling eighteen emails back and forth between someone to pick a time. So now I just say, hey, my Mondays are open from nine to five. Get in, and so we have done a very fantastic job batching and batching recording. So much so that we have most of our podcasts recorded, other than some that Heather and I do that are a little more time like time sensitive, like have to be done at a certain time, right? Um, interviews and stuff like that, we have batched all and uh, and recorded almost all the way through the end of 2019. So we're listening here in June. So I mean, we have a good six months that we've recorded 
with with me recording interviews with guests because I just know how hard that can be later on. So that's been a huge one. Um, to know that a main spur of our business, the podcast, is mostly taken care of all the way through the end of the year. And again, there, there's stuff I have to do, but it's stuff that's easily easy to do in short time spans. Hey, I got to record an intro. I got to record an advertisement. I have to you know, do this or that. That's fine. I know I can find that time, but it's a lot harder to be like, oh, I have to record with three different people in different time zones. And I need a six-hour chunk of time. That, that's tough to come up with, right? So that is one. And the second thing I think is just being very cognizant of what is my system for doing certain things instead of just doing it and then telling someone, hey, I did this, you know, can you do it next time? Writing out, here's what I did. So it takes more time in the beginning because you have to be like, all right, what is my process for, um, you know, getting a guest on the podcast? What is my process for this, this, and this? You know, what is our podcast for posting on social media? Um, or what is our process for doing that? And just writing it out and making a document so that then we can give to someone else and they can follow it and they can honestly probably improve upon it. So that's been the two big things is batching and then writing out the processes that we do instead of just doing a it so that someone can come operating in. procedure. Is that what you're referring to, Travis? Yes. I don't like using like corporate terms because I think they're lame, but yes, an SOP, if you will. An SOP because you got to get your uh, TPS report in before you finish that SOP in order you can get your score on the SAT. And uh, I can't think of anything else with three letters. Because right here now. comes the baby. That's and the baby's coming, the FBI and the CIA and the IRS and all the nonsense. Anyway, <laughs> here comes baby. Are you ready for baby, Trav? I mean, how do you feel? Let's talk about personally. Let's get to the fun stuff. How are you feeling? Do you have a name? What's going on with this baby? We we have no name. We are at odds um, on the name. So with our son, our firstborn, Whitaker, just we, we both like we kind of came up with it. It was my mom's maiden name and we both loved it right from the get go. Both of us were like, this is awesome. Maybe we'll find something better, but we really, really love his name. And then we did, you know, we just stuck with it. With the girl, baby number two, we are very much at odds with names. She has a name that she really loves. I, I mean, I can say it on here. Uh, who knows what we'll end up naming the kid, but she really loves the name Harper. I do not so much like the name Harper. I really love the name Amaya. She used to love the name Amaya because if we had a girl as our first kid, we were actually, that was the front runner. And now for some reason, she doesn't. So we're kind of at odds with the name. Um, as far as how we're feeling, I think it just, I will be losing my office here. So that is a big, that's been the biggest oh boy. kind of obstacle, maybe mental I roadblock. I didn't, I didn't realize you were losing your office, I guess. Yeah. So I will take the, the office that I'm in right now, which is on the second floor, which is just my office. I love it. It's got these big windows. It looks out into the trees. I kind of feel like I'm in a tree house. You know, it feels almost like you can be outdoor, even though you're indoor because there's so much light that comes in. Uh, that will be turning into our little girl's room. And so I will be going up to the third floor, which is still pretty cool, but is also a guest bedroom. <laughs> so I'm just kind of, I am I was really not cool with it at first, but we went up there and I was like, yeah, I can make this work. Um, so that's been the biggest physical manifestation of having a kid is, okay, <laughs> now I got to give up my my 
like my space. I worked hard to make it my space. I love working in here. It's been great. You know, it's been a couple years where I this is kind of where I felt mm-hmm. that I have my own little oasis, and now I'm gonna have to make it in another spot of the house. The first so. of many physical manifestations, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Not sleeping ever. <laughs> Not sleeping ever. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I, I had a little I, cough there. Um, I'm not by really the way, worried about this sleep. Honestly, I was really worried. That was my biggest worry with the kid yeah. number one. I know it's going to get harder with kid number two, but I really thought that was going to kill me. I love my sleep, Jay. You know that. I thought that was going to kill me with kid number one. And I just, it's not easy, but I just, I realized that you just do it and 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 it just happens and by the way chris is chris is buzzing us out right now because we are in 20 minute schedule today uh no i know you you do just do it but i gotta tell you it's weird because you do forget you forget i don't know what it is about nature it does this men in black thing you know when they hold the pen light up and they light the thing and then you just erases whatever i don't know if any other parents out there can relate to this i mean you just it's just like you forget and then it's back, and then you're like, "Whoa, here we go again!" Trap. If you have another kid, then you're gonna be your office is gonna be on the roof. You're gonna have to keep moving up further and further. Now you're up on the third floor. That's the last floor, my man. Next I, thing I you know, you're gonna stick a chair up on the roof, hang out with the squirrels, record some podcasts. Let's do this. <laughs> that that is right, man. If I I know uh, one more kid, and I'm out of an office completely. Well, completely <laughs> congratulations man it's super exciting and uh yeah i mean a lot of great takeaways here i think like we said this is we're talking about in travis's case here comes baby getting ready for baby but of course you know if you want to take digital sabbaticals you want to just improve your business systems all the things we talked about today can be uh can be done at any time with any circumstances and probably need to be done for a variety of circumstances. And, uh, in Travis's case right now, it's all about getting ready for baby. So Trav, by the way, Travis's first kid, middle name miles. That's how passionate he is about points miles. Just so you know, I love that for that reason, M Y L E S, but it's a little homage to our, uh, the very first business we ever created. Homage, if you will. That's right. Uh, That's great, man. Well, can't wait to check in, and uh, we'll get the real, the reality of a location-independent lifestyle um, when the kid comes, too. Of course, we'll be doing some podcasts there, and I want you to record in your old office with the baby uh, crying in the background so we can... Oh, I'm sure we'll have plenty of time (laughs) for that to happen, for sure. If you guys are listening and you want our Side Hustle Success Guide and you're not on our email list yet, what are you doing? Go over there, locationindie.com. You can get our Side Hustle Success Guide, like I mentioned, plus a lot of other goodies, and you'll be the first people to know when we open up the community again. So you can do all that, locationindie.com. Yeah, I got to say, I'm not, I mean, I hate to toot our own horns here, but our newsletter is awesome. And the one we sent out always has interesting links and different things. And I get excited to read it. So, uh, you know, you're also going to get our weekly newsletter, all things travel, location dependent, all that good stuff that you love. So sign and we up don't have there. to We don't have to toot our own horn. Let's toot the horn of people who put it together. Lily and Casey are yes. team members at Location Indie. Let's toot their horn. They are the ones who get the newsletter together, put it out each week, find the links, do all the good stuff there. So um, True that. consider your horns tooted. And with that, we're out of here. (laughs) See you next time. Cheers.